0: This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles official podcast channel. This is the Golden Eagles podcast, hosted by Manly media manager Wayne Cousins, along with Sea Eagles Premiership winner and chairman of the Golden Eagles Association, Mark Bryant. Each week, Cuzzo and Boxy will be joined by a different Sea Eagles legend to relive some great moments from our proud history, and to find out what each of the guys are up to now. It's the first try! Manly have scored! The Golden Eagles podcast is proudly presented by Wormald, a classic sponsor of the mighty Manly Warringah Seagulls. Eagles. Now over to Cuzzo and Boxy with this week's special guest.
1: And welcome to another episode of the Golden Eagles podcast. Well, Boxy, we put it out there a few weeks ago. We had the great man in and we said, look, if you want to hear more from this man, you have to contact the club and let us know if you want him to come back. Boxy, what's happened?
2: Back by popular demand, gorgeous George Rose, player number 509. The fans could never get enough for the big man, and they have spoken, and so we've got him back. Thanks again for joining us, George. We appreciate it once again, buddy.
3: Look, I'm stoked to get the vote. I do want to say one thing, though. I'm not doing what Heath Lestrange requested. He asked me to come back
2: on He Nude. That's, <laughs> who does that? Well, Heath who Lestrange does that? does that quite regularly, yeah. actually. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a dirty uh, little man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that actually asked us, it. could he do his podcast with us nude? Yeah, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, you know, Boxy didn't have the sunglasses on data. that day. He calls so... himself
2: an Aussie Jason Statham. You know, I just see yeah, I don't yeah. see the resemblance of myself. So. The Fast like and like the Furious.
1: More mini me. <laughs> More mini me, yeah. So, look, when we asked uh, for people uh, if you want the great, gorgeous George Rose back, a few of them actually said, this is what we'd like you to ask him. So, some of the topics we're going to talk to are about George is some of the uh, best props he played against, the best props he played with. You might get a mention here, Boxy. The funniest teammates, the best sledges playing down there at Lottoland, his tries, and some of the coaches that he played under. So, Georgie, it's good to see. You. But now, before we uh, get into all that, we have to congratulate you and your brother, Matt. No Limit Boxing. You, you've turned your hand to the boxing scene as promoters and the great fight a few weeks back now, uh, Tim Zhu. Unbelievable. Tell us about that.
3: Oh man, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. I actually didn't expect uh, Timmy Izur to go as well as he did. I thought he'd get the win, but he absolutely made a meal of mm. of Jeff Horn, mm. who was you know the Australian pound for pound fighter before that. But made it's been an interesting journey for us. We done our first show back in two thousand and thirteen at the RSL, and now we're doing shows at the convention center and and had our first stadium show up at Townsville, and hopefully get another stadium show before the end of the year. We've got our fingers put, crossed on that one.
2: The boys mm. put on a good show too. I've yeah. been to a few of them, watched Hopper and uh, and Gal. Yeah. Uh, um, that was that was a good one. And then um, it was
1: Zoo versus, uh, was it Baker, I think? Yeah. Uh, that one yeah. down the convention center. It was, it was great. It was a great yeah. night. Plenty well, of it's beers. Great to, it's great to see Tim um, Zoo doing so well. And mm. I actually remember, this is, you're in the boxing game also. now. I remember going many, many years ago, probably when you guys were still playing, you agree, to watch Costa Zoo's first fight as a professional. It was on the undercard to Jeff Fennig and Azuma Nelson down in Melbourne. Oh, 35 blokes went on the tour for the weekend and one woman, one bloke brought his wife. Oh. This is how much it costs, George. Your brother would die these days for this cost. Ready for this? For the whole weekend, return airfares, five-star accommodation, ringside ticket, 14 rows from the ring, and a day at the races, $500 per person. Good Lord. Who would get out of bed for that these days? Yeah. Well, $500, hey, Bob, you, you wouldn't yeah. even get a accommodation with George for you, right? you wouldn't no. get the accommodation or the yeah. flights Mate, for that these days. So no. if no. your brother Matt's listening, I'm just telling you, you're lucky you're in the... Uh, yeah. In the good side of the it's business. It's like anything. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm happy to pay for good
1: service and good events. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, uh, there we go. So let's keep an eye out for Tim Zo and, of course, the great No Limit Boxing Promotions with Matt Rose and, obviously, George. So, George, uh, let's go through these topics. The props, the best props you played against. Against? Look, there's been a few over the years. I think former Seagull,
3: Jared Hargraves, mm. I, I think, is, is one that I, I hold quite highly. I remember he was an interesting bike when he was here. He was a young, young whippersnapper and he was...
2: Fresh from Rugby Union yeah, as well, wasn't
3: he? Yeah. He struggled with the up and back, you know, yeah. the 10 metre rule. That's what took him the long... He had plenty of talent and everything. Mm. It's tough, but that was a hard one for him. Mm. But then Kicked he's on gone t- on to be one of the, one of oh, the best front rowers, yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Great man.
1: All right. Uh, any other ones jump out? Uh,
3: aside from him, I think uh, Sam Burgess has always been a, a really tough contest. Like, he's just, yeah, he's tough. You hit him and, and you don't get much reaction out of him. He just keeps going. Mm. He's, he's
2: he's very tough. Geez, there's been some good ones. You think of even back a little bit further, you know, guys like Petro Sivanisiva and. Oh.
3: Petro was always tough. The, the, you, the, you the one hitting you, do, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Do not go near his hips. Do not <laughs> hit him low. Watch the forearms. He Built
2: like more a brick shithouse. To sleep yeah, in yeah. Than and, I've ever known. And makes. Even George and I look small. Like he is a monster, an absolute yeah. monster.
1: All right. Now, the best props you played with?
3: Well, I'd have to say, pretty much everyone who played here at the Seagulls. We're, we've been pretty blessed, I think, through that whole period to have so many good front rowers. I think when I came in, you know, Kingy and Kylie, Kylie Lulawai, mm. uh, Boxy. The big guy. Um, you know, Josh Perry came along for a couple of years. Teddy. And then, you know, Joe Nullivow in the latter years coming along and. Um, victorious Victor Moro, <laughs> Vitaliano. 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 No. Vitaliano. We, we did. We had a heap of, heap of good guys here that, um, you know, I really feel privileged to have learnt from.
1: All right. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here and try to be nice to each other and don't get embarrassed, as they say. <laughs> what did you like about Boxy's game?
3: About his game yeah. I think he's offloading and, and his passing ability Like he actually did have Really nice hands He did put a lot of work into it But I, I really like that About his game Whenever we we're running Our players with a front row To pass it You know Like I used to get a bit nervous About having to do it But he used to love Putting his hand up And, mm. and getting his hands on the ball And letting rip I, I think he's got a little bit Of half back in his Yeah Alright he's smiling here just Now return the favour front
2: rows body What was about Georgie That you might oh, Georgie I just think that Georgie Great feet He had good pace For a big man You know had that offload as well, but just his go forward was one of those things that if you get on the back of him, quick play the ball and you know, that, that's what got us rolling forward.
1: And I suppose that's why so many fans loved you too, George. Because obviously, and we say this great respect, you playing weight at the time. I think every man who was a big man or even just the average person used to sit on the hill in the green stand, maybe eating a pie gar God, I love this George Rose because he's a big fella. He's running hard. He's your character of the game. And I think every person could relate yeah. to yourself. They yeah. thought H- that was me. That's me out there. 105 kilos, you, Georgie. <laughs> yeah. 105 to 35. No, yeah. I don't know. What I was counting? Yeah. <laughs> what was the? Uh, uh, the worst pre-season you turned up to when out of all your time at Manly and you said, geez, I've, I'm, I'm overweight here or I'm not happy and Donnie's singe ripped into you. What was the worst one? You to, b- it?
2: To, to be fair, like most of us turned up, uh, that's what yeah. off-season's yeah. for, to yeah. put on a few pounds, you know.
1: What was the weakness, Georgie? What was the food weakness?
3: I just, I think I like to eat big. I love a big steak. I yeah. love a good pub feed. That was probably mainly it. Isn't yeah. it? good steak. I, I did enjoy that. I like a drink every now and then. Yeah. and It just doesn't work, you know, with no. an athlete's lifestyle. Well, but, after
1: winning the uh, 2011 grand final, mate, you will never have to buy a beer, and you probably even today, you you know, people no, still buy you beer, Georgie. I've got to buy beers. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always open for somebody here. <laughs> to...
2: Come down to Four Pines. I tell yeah. you yeah, what, we'll the boys, it, yeah. the boys and girls down at Four Pines, we'll they down absolutely it. love the Golden Eagles. Yeah, so, drop. And do you know what else? The burgers and the chicken oh, wings.
1: Actually, are... he knows about the burgers. I do because when we yeah. did the Four Pines grand final show, we must have smashed about <laughs> six burgers and probably a carton or two of the during the. The show? We did well. It's a good. We drop. did well. It's a good drop. <laughs> all right, now uh teammates. Obviously, you have so many teammates, and they've all got their own characters. But funniest teammates, who are the ones you just straight away you think, God, oh, when you turned up the training, he just said something, or on the bus, or whatever. Give us some names.
3: Um, there were some good ones over the years. I remember when I first came, Shane Dunley. I used to travel mm. travel to train him with him, and and we man. He <laughs> had plenty to say. He was um he was good value. Oh
2: mate, you know what? We man is actually because we used to call him that or David Bowie. Cause he had those little bowed legs. Yeah. He's now had. Them fixed. He's about three inches taller. <laughs> he's almost he's almost six foot. Oh we man, <laughs> great bloke. Great in. bloke they done as quints. Oh, uh, he, he was stir angry. the pot. Yeah, yeah, absolute pest. Remember he stole Dean Robo's. <laughs> 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 we had we had Believe a session. That. Yeah, we had a session up at North Head, right? And so we had the push bikes, and anyway, and we've all turned up in our training gear and helmets, and everything that sort of thing. Anyway. Dunn has turned up. And, um, one of our one of our trainers, Robo. Anyway, he didn't handle the jakes. Great bloke. I've actually seen His, his, his kids play up at Moana Raiders at the moment. Great bloke, Robbo. Anyway, Dunners being the shitster that he was, Robbo turned up on his bike, full kit. The yellow leader's jersey, as we said it, sort of all of a sudden just went missing. Anyway, and Donnie lost it. Do you remember? He, we were going to start running. There's a snake up there, which is 800 meters, I think. Meters and it is up. sheer, just just vertical climb. He said, we'll run that for two hours until that comes back. And we are all just sitting around. Everyone looked at Dunners. Said, Dunners, <laughs> give it back. We don't want this. Anyway, mate. Did he, he give was, it back? Uh, he eventually got it back, but he—it's yeah. all denied. You know, yeah. denied. Yeah, we
3: had to do a couple of snakes over. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Out. All happen. right. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyone else that springs to mind? You guys. Chris funny Hicks Steam, was mate? a good one Chris too. Chris Hicks. I, I love.
3: I love uh, the nickname
1: <laughs> that he gave himself. Spider. Yeah.
3: And the fact that he didn't answer to anyone for a couple of months Until they referred to him as the spider And he gave himself that nickname So I think that's
2: pretty Yeah, or the worm The worm (laughs) produces silk (laughs) (laughs) He is a character Do you know we caught up with Hixie last year We had um, the Gold Coast old boys invited um, some of the golden eagles up We went up there and Hixie was up there Had the best time We hadn't, hadn't laughed like that for bloody ages He's such a character and such a good bloke
1: well, we'll have to get him on and we will hear, do. hear the stories about the Silk. But that's great. The fact that he gave himself his own nickname, it's even better. He did. He did. All right. Now, uh, the crowd playing down there at Brookvale Oval, obviously now a lot of land. Just the memories, running on a packed Sunday afternoon. You, know, you might be playing, say, power or one of the great rivals. And what was it about the crowd down there that you love so much, the Fiends? Yeah, look, a Sunday Arvo at Brookie, is still no better crowd.
3: Even the grand final crowd, 80,000 people, is is cool. But Sunday Arvo at Brookie, yeah. uh, I think, is the best experience you'll ever get, especially when you're a Seagull with, with the crowd behind you. Uh, I think my experience is there. The, the best thing is they get behind you. They They're very biased. And and I used to love hearing the roar when I'd run on the field and hear the roar, and I think it would it, just make you want to
2: run over someone. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and you, you still get that. I get that. I get the hair stand up on the back of my neck, you know, because they shut the you know the tunnel. Up, yeah. And, you know, yeah. You hear the studs on the concrete, and you can hear the crowd. And when the first when the captain gets out there, they start to cheer, and then it opens up the lights. That oh, see, I'm getting shivers down my spine yeah. now. It you good you can't me. just you can't describe it. You know, yeah. when you love a club uh, as much as we do, when yeah. you get to run out to that crowd, it's unbelievable experience. And yeah. I
1: imagine too, when you scored like one of your ten tries, you're walking back. The fans are gone berserk. There's George Rose signs up in the crowd, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you give him a bit of a wave. You're probably just to yourself. How good's life all of a sudden?
3: <laughs> oh. It was. It was. It was honestly the best best time of your life to be a part of it. I, like I said, yeah, you know, yet yeah, when you're winning at Brookie and you know Sunday Arvo, we were will Sunday Arvo special. Yeah. You weren't going to yeah. knock us off there. The fortress, no yeah. matter no matter what. And you know, Grant Goldman's voice yeah. I always still hear that. You know, yeah. like he, he was he was. Um, that was Brooky Oval for Did
1: me. You signed? Did you ever sign? Was there a George Rose? There, sign? there was a, there was a gorgeous George sign. Yeah, yeah I'm not okay.
3: sure not sure who had that one. Maybe your um, brother Matt. Been, no, I think I paid my family. To have all of this. No, it's good to
1: see, and, and that's what it's all about. It is that the fans go to the efforts to make some great signs? Like you look at the signs over the years. Like guess what? Manly HU two sign. Everyone, uh,
2: loves, everyone loves a quick BJ. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's probably the best uh, one. That uh, is a
1: sign, by the way. If you're trying to work out what that was, uh, also too. Uh, what's the other signs we have? Um, push, uh, it, push, it push it up, push me it me up, man. I I actually,
3: I, I caught up with them at the last game, yeah. the last home game uh, versus uh, versus the Titans, and everyone signs it. Don't they, yeah, yeah. got to see them. Mm. So they said
2: that they might be retiring
3: yes. that one. Yeah, yeah they're going to the retire. Signs. Guess
1: yeah.
2: what, Manly Hates You too.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the always one.
1: A, guess what, what a Manly Hates You too. Uh, but no, it's great. And obviously there were a thousand snake signs as well. So. Yeah. Oh. so there you go. So now uh, last time you were you touched on uh, your tries. So you, you described your best one. What's, what was the luckiest try you ever scored?
3: Right they, place, right time. Uh, they all were really. Like <laughs> I, the, the only reason I scored tries was because I had to butter up Matt Ballin. Yeah. It's the only way every other. So I scored that one good one, and then nine other tries were two meters out from the try line hitting a short ball. Actually, no, no. There was another good one against uh, the Bulldogs at the stadium where I got to run over Benny Barber, and that was a good one. But then, so the eight others, one meter out from the try line, and the only way I got them was if Matty Ballon hit me on a short ball, and he refused to do it till I'd buy him coffees and tell him how good he looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get him some gel. I'd have to pay for personal training (laughs) down at at Manley Beach with him.
1: Now, uh, yeah, yeah. what about uh, best sledges? Michael Ennis was
3: always a really vocal player. Um, best. He was, Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was. Um, but he
1: meets that now himself these days. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah.
3: Most, my most memorable one was Nathan Peets. Nathan mm. Peets, this was after I'd, I'd just played in the All-Stars with him that year and we got along like a house on fire. I thought we were, we were really good mates and, and, you know, everything was going good. I thought, you know, what a, what a good kid. When you're mates with some, someone sometimes and they're only a little scrawny bloke like him, you think, oh, I won't go too hard against him, you know, I'll take it easy on him. And uh, first run I had, um, I, you know, I didn't give him everything and he chucked me down on the ground. He's going. Are we allowed to swear on this? <laughs> yeah. Why she can not? Say the yes well, we'll bleep it out later. Yes. Yeah. So bleep, bleep it out later. But basically, what he said was, he said, F- "You, you fat. <laughs> That's coming <laughs> for you all fucking day." <laughs> and I was uh, so mate. Mate.
2: We hung out for a week.
3: We were, we were having coffee every morning. We, we, we're, we're mates. What <laughs>
2: mate, shows what shows what happens when you when I you step rattled. over the line? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, nah,
3: he he. Yeah, he didn't see that friendship. So. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been scarred, obviously. Clearly. I'm, I'm, glad <laughs> that we
2: can, I'm glad that we can use this as a sort of a you know, therapeutic sort of session to, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to get it out, you yeah.
1: know, well, so that's
3: good. Uh, I do feel better after
1: that. Yeah, well, Alan and Ollie are certainly going to be using the old uh, beat buttons a bit, but that's good to see. Yep. But uh, look, uh, what we're going to do, I've just heard the half-time siren here. It's flashing here, and uh, what we need to do is take a break. here from our sponsor, and we'll return with more chat with the great George
0: Rose. The Golden Eagles podcast is proudly presented by Wormold, a classic sponsor of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Wormold is a leading provider of fire protection solutions, helping to protect Australian people and property for over 130 years. Wormold's expertise spans the design, manufacture, installation and service of fire safety products and equipment backed up with a comprehensive range of fire services from engineering advice to fire safety training. You can rely on Wormald to help protect you. Visit wormald.com.au. And welcome back to for the second
1: half of our uh, part two chat with uh, the great George Rose, backed by Popular Demand Boxing. Now, uh, Georgie, we're going to um, talk to you about some of the great coaches. Uh, you look at some of these names. Ricky Stewart at the Roosters, you had. Tell us about life under Ricky.
3: Oh, mate, it was uh, very fearful. I was, I was afraid for my life for, for a couple of years there. He was pretty ruthless back then. I know he brought a few people undone, just he was that hard on on everyone. Um, so it was good for me. That was my first ever proper pre-season, full preseason, and I did it under him. So I don't think you could get sledged. or Some, or some of those out, sessions it? that
2: I'd heard of under Sticky when they were at the Chooks, unbelievable, wasn't it? The beep test. So you ran the beep test and you had a couple of minutes break. He said, righto, we're running the beep test again. And for every number that you missed from your first score, it was a 100-meter sprint yeah. or something. And you had to do, it was like 100 of them. Yeah, that, was,
3: that was first day back so wow. he, oh. it was full on back then and
2: they prided himself on their fitness and
3: yeah he was he was ruthless and you know whenever you weren't doing something that he wanted he'd add on to it that's what he that's his big thing he'd make you go harder I remember there was one game that I was playing in reserve grade and oh, I was playing a bit like a bastard the first half and and he came down about 20 minutes into it and he said no nah, keep him out there come in at half time and he absolutely sprayed me in front of everyone he said you're playing a full 80 and if you don't get he gave me a set target of meters and tackles if you Won't be playing with us ever again, and I had to go out there. So I had to play 80, had to do all this stuff, and
1: jeez. Jeez. yeah it was it was it was a <laughs> baptism of fire yeah. right. I'm, so, I'm glad i got that experience yeah. mm. so from Ricky uh you're, you come to Manly and life begins under des Hasler.
3: well actually while I was at the the roosters too uh, in reserve grade they had uh they had Shane there, oh. John Cartwright they had Ivan Cleary all coaching there as well so so I had a few first yeah. grade coaches experience while I was while I was here too but then coming to see des um yeah des was des was a good one des was interesting I I, I really liked Des he, he played the style of footy that I liked play so it suited me well i I just loved his um i loved how he's a massive weirdo um (laughs) i I think you got to be that to be a good coach and i loved his his sprays his build-up sprays i used to hate a i'd hate a video session (laughs) when when you when you're going through it and you know you've stuffed up just up ahead and he's watching the video and then it gets that bit where you just stuffed up and he'll pause it and
2: he'll just look back through the room try and get eye contact with you and you remember Star Wars because it's oh, dark, man. two projectors coming down and you're sitting in this sort of stadium yep. seating there and you just sort of shrink into your oh. seat hoping he doesn't find you.
3: But, the, the yeah, the dramatic build-up was always my best. It was, the, you know, and you know we, we we wanted to work to this point. We're going, all going good. We're all going good. And then what the f*** <laughs> were you thinking here? Why did you do that? What are do you
2: doing? And, so, so, and and you're is. about two inches yeah. tall in the back row. Yeah. <laughs> he had a great spray and he could go from, like he said, zero, really softly, softly to an absolute thousand screaming match, especially if we got beaten, you know, in no time. It's yeah, all time. And then his hair would go all over his yeah. face and he'd have to push his hair out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was when, uh, when you had blokes like BK in the team back in like 05 and 06, BK would have a laugh with him and take the piss out of him a little bit. It's the only bloke I've ever seen do it. So.
1: But you obviously being uh, now at university and that kind of stuff as well, and Des is big on history and very smart man obviously as well. You two probably would have shared a few stories, I do imagine, over the years in terms of what he likes to talk about off the field and things like that.
3: No, no, not so much, not so, not so much. Not yeah, sure. the, 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 the much, um the the one on one time it was usually to tell me to to pull my finger out and, and uh, get my shit together that was <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, enough. all right well uh, sorry hey, about you know that what, Desi, <laughs> he'd
2: come if you had, if we're having a team drink for instance or, yeah. or whatever you know and back in the day like you know oh seven oh eight and grand finals we'd get on the bus we'd go somewhere where no one knew where we were going Terry Hills Tavern or something not in Manly. Couple of beers, and then you know, he'd take us back, and then we'd all piss off down the manly anyway. But you know, <laughs> you, it, it wouldn't wouldn't come out. Not a big drinker, Des. Not a no, big drinker. No, exactly, yeah. Mm.
3: But you know what I like though, too, is that and, and it's a good lesson I learned from him is that he's really good at the back door. So, what he'd do is he'd make an impact early, and then he can just sneak off yeah. after. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, like, he'd come Shock. out
2: hard, sing a song or something, and, just like, yep. oh, yeah,
3: go and then before you know it, he's gone. Yep,
2: smoke bomb and gone.
1: <laughs> now, you, you actually touched on the team bus. Where were you always positioned on the bus? Were you middle, back? Were you. Tell us about the, yeah. the bus trip. You know, obviously, it's, it's haven't experienced it myself. It's great after a win, and the trips home from Canberra or Newcastle are fantastic. It's the opposite if you lose, obviously. But where were you? Were you mainly a back seat was, type was of person? I sort of
3: mid to back. I couldn't sit all the way seat? back. I'd, yeah. I'd get a little bit... Um... Motion sickness, yeah. you know, so I couldn't sit at the back, couldn't sit at the front. So yeah, just between the middle and the back, I'd, I'd yeah. kick back up there, sneak a few salty burgers into me, and- <laughs> <laughs> the salty rooster burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the best. Where were you, boxy? You, um, normally-
2: I was
1: kind of yeah, mid-ish, yeah. mid-ish left side. Was um, it? Was there someone who said? The back rows always, that's their spot. Chock. Choc. <laughs> <laughs> Typical.
2: High school. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone, you know, I, some bikes, Um, the Ox used to love his seat up yeah. the front where he's at. Uh, obviously, he didn't sit in Dez's seat. No, no. Um, I had a few little things that I did on game day that, but I had a couple of different options for him. So if I stuffed up one, I could just sink into another one. It was a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. So I tried not to be too bad, but in the bus, I didn't really, I wasn't too bothered.
1: The reason why I asked about the scene, because I remember when <laughs> First year I was at Manly, I hopped on the team bus, you know, we were going somewhere, obviously the airport, and Killer was there. And okay, so you said, you got the coaching staff. And then I remember sitting sort of just behind Killer and I actually sat in Steve Maddie's seat. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. all I hear was, you're in my seat. You're in my seat, berth. And, mate, I'll tell you what, I've never made that mistake ever again. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, that is
3: true. Everyone had
1: their own yeah, seats. Yeah, I think yeah. for a little while there, I, was, I, I sat behind um, Cherry and Beera They always yep. sat next to each yeah. other, and mm. they had like a little mm. little thing. So yeah. even now, you sort of get on the bus, and you say, okay, well, there you go. And, you now you get a bloke like Jake Treborish these days. If you're looking for a seat, he'll just move his bag and go, mate, jump in here next to me, and away yeah, you go. Yeah, but, uh, oh, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I'd probably be things.
3: the same, but when you're a thick person, yeah, <laughs> you probably shouldn't share a seat. No, no, you, no. And the person next to you probably appreciates. That yeah, too because yeah exactly
1: all right now uh moving from des to uh jeff Tuve. tell us about life under Tuves.
3: yeah twos was great um because he'd, he'd been at, around the club the yep. whole time i'd been here anyway so it was sort of like the uh, as far as the football when it was sort of like the progression just uh, just stayed on we we're still the same club twos just had a, a different way of spraying and, and it was funny because he always got along with the the players so well as an assistant coach um mm. he always spent a lot of time with the
2: players and um Two two's his favourite saying. Check out, what's this wood duck doing here? <laughs> Everyone was, every every bloke on the opposition was a wood duck. <laughs> so, he, yeah,
3: he was great. He, he was really good.
1: All right. Uh, after you left Manly, you went to Melbourne Storm. Craig Bellamy. Mm. Tell us about Belly Yeah, no, he, he's um, actually a very
3: kind man Mm. has a great spray in him but but really cares a lot about his players and trains really hard that was one thing that i noticed about him too is whenever you'd be in the gym like he was always in there he'd he'd do a lot of running and i think that's why he made everyone else run down there too and it was i said that whole melbourne thing was a whole eye-opening experience we got to see afl teams train down there too and when we do repeat 20s and repeat 40s in in rugby league the afl guys do repeat 400s and repeat 800s so they'd knock out a 400 get back there I just you know. I just threw up in <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. That's what they do down there. But yeah, I, crazy, isn't I it? mean, you know, you you play that sport. I, I don't even know what they're doing that sport, but anyway, we we do it better. <laughs> yeah. where did
1: we're you at. actually go to the AFL while you were down there? Did I you? did. I went to a game. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, did you it's you like it it? Is better to watch live. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see more that. things happening yeah.
3: when it's live. But I just can't take to it. I, I respect mm. the the skill level of the players, but.
1: Yeah, it's a different um, game, isn't it? I, I enjoy watching rugby league. Mm. Okay, so from Melbourne Storm, and then you obviously went to the Dragons. Paul McGregor. How was Mary? Yeah, he was. He was a lot more down to earth. He's a former player, and
3: he was just really easy to get along with. Uh, yeah, I, I quite liked him. He was. Uh, he was a young coach who was growing into the position too. So I think he's changed a little bit over the years too. But mm. mate, I, I, I can't say a bad word about him.
1: Fair enough. Now after you finished football, obviously you you worked at the NRL and. The last couple of years, Boxy, the Indigenous round, uh, the All-Stars, uh, obviously George has been heavily involved in both of those concepts, but uh, what Preston Campbell did with the All-Stars, it's so important these days. And your role, George, was obviously an Indigenous community and player engagement manager. So for you, obviously, for the listeners, you were still heavily involved, still involved with the players, but really preparing them for life after football, wasn't it? Because if you didn't have a plan, not everyone just can get back to civilian life.
3: Yeah, definitely. And and I think um, Boxy could talk about this too, is that the, the era that we came through you weren't forced to do anything and you weren't really encouraged to do it now we're sort of at a in an era where you're encouraged to study you're encouraged to prepare yourself for life after footy you're encouraged to do the right things with your finances and have that support around you and I think it's making for a lot better uh, men to leave the game Uh, Mm -hmm. at at the end of it I think people are a lot better prepared when they retire compared to our era where you sort of you you finish up and then you you realize what am I going to do
2: absolutely and and part of that and I guess part of the you know the golden eagles and and for you know bringing that back together was that you finish playing footy um, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's no mates to go and train with every day you you know you're out Mm -hmm. on your own a bit you know Mm -hmm. you feel lonely you're like I used to be one of the best in the world at this thing that I used to do this game and now I'm starting out in this new career and I've got no bloody idea what I'm Mm -hmm. doing I don't have my mates to bounce it off and that sort of thing you know so it's, it's spot on and there's so many good and successful business people tradies you know um mm-hmm. all this sort of thing out there and and in and amongst our golden eagles members that can help one of these young blokes wants to be an accountant bang we can put him in touch with this bloke you know we can we yeah. can we can help him sort of you know in, in that process so
1: and the other side of it, obviously, is to the well-being, the mental health side of it, because even at the Seagulls now with Matty Ballin doing a great job with that, with Glenn Moore, the fact that it's just so important, isn't it? Like, you know, it's just, it's sad to see what some former of players and, and, you know, people don't realise, like you said, you were the best at what you did for so long, and you you were told you had to be here Monday at seven a.m. and it's four o'clock, and then you had to be here Tuesday from a certain time. And all of a sudden, yep. you're lost.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that
1: it, it is. It, it's sad, and it, and it's getting better now. But um, yes, you
2: know, people expect if oh he, he used to play first grade footy, well he must be absolutely loaded. Whereas you could be you could be a ten year career <laughs> yeah. veteran, but a journeyman where you're getting minimum wage. You know, you're paying bills, you're living in Sydney, all this sort of stuff, you know, like there's a lot more education around it now, which is great as, as Georgie said. But, um, but back in the day there was, you know, there was, yeah. Yeah, well if you, you yeah. if you if you didn't really want to go after something and had an idea in mind, you weren't really pushed to do it. Well, yeah. so. You couldn't
1: afford to pay your rent at Cunningham's Real Estate. So <laughs> you, know, you get Mark Wright knocking. <laughs> hey, draw, hey, so three years,
2: go. three years night school,
1: that one, um, yeah. and uh, and knock that one over. No, you did very well. Now, <laughs> uh, George, we touched on the Indigenous round All Stars. Tell us about the All Stars and just seeing, like, talking to blokes this year, like obviously Joel Thompson and a few others. But Preston Campbell, what he did for that game to begin with, like when it first started, probably thought, oh, this is just a one-off. But every year, it's, it's such an important part to start the season.
3: Yeah, I think it's a great way to start the season. I think it's a really good spectacle, and I think uh, the last two years with the uh, with with playing the the, the New Zealand Māori team has mm. has been a, a nice freshen up as well. It's just a really cool way to start. I remember the the first few where you'd play against the best of the NRL. You know that was cool getting to see all of them, the stars of the game, on the field at the same time and uh, on the same team, who you wouldn't usually see playing along, alongside each other. And and for me to be on the Indigenous All Star side and to, to represent my team and and my people, like it was made. It was an absolute honour, and yeah. uh, I, I just love now as a fan. I love watching a spectacle of of good footy. And I think
1: that's what we're getting with it year in year out. Well, mm. in two thousand and fifteen, Boxy uh, George hasn't mentioned it here, but he was awarded the Preston Campbell Medal for man of the match in the All Stars game, which would have just been a huge honour for you, to, you know, at the time.
3: Yeah, look, and it was my my last year that I played yeah. footy, so so that were, for me that was a, an honour to receive it in that year. Um, that game we're coming up against it, we're up against a, a really solid international forward pack, and we'd been written off all week coming into it that we're going to be absolutely shredded through the Fords, and so for me. to to be able to stand up we got the win and then I got that that award at the end of it it was um it was an absolute honour and and definitely a memorable moment for my career and at the end of the game I I had uh there was 30 kids that we'd flew down from um from Walgert who had been a part of our attendance program that we run out there so that was their first time coming to an NRL game and I got to bring them down onto the field after it as well so
1: Mm. it was a really cool moment for me that game Okay, now one of the other great things you've done over the years, in recent years, co-hosts of the great TV show uh, Over the Black Dot. Yeah, it's it's mate,
3: it's fun. We we go on and we we talk a bit of crap about footy and. You know, I'm watching footy and talking about footy, you know, most days of the week anyway. So to get on the show and and have a good yarn on there, you know, I work with uh, Tamana Tahu. He's a regular on there. Bo Delacruz, Cruz, Tanisha Stanton and and Mm -hmm. Dean Witters are other regular co-hosts as well. But yeah, man, for for me, it's good. Like I I get to talk crap about footy and... Can't mm. complain about it.
1: It's been going for a few years now, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've, uh,
3: we've survived a couple of cuts. we yeah. we um,
1: I think we're
2: into our fourth
1: season. Yeah, so, no, any, uh, any,
2: uh, any talk uh, of logies or anything,
1: anything mate? No. <laughs> well, you know,
3: I'm waiting for that <laughs> tap on the know. shoulder. Hey, you, you, know? Never know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe a guest know.
1: appearance at Home and Away or something. Northern yeah, yeah, beaches, you know? Geez, that'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, Georgie along the beachfront there. Gorgeous. That's one
3: thing I always did want to do. I wanted to get a start on Home and Away. We're we're here, it's just down the road. You know why? Do you know? There's a funny story.
2: Back page of the Manly Daily and had my rough head on it. And in some scene there once, they've lifted up the paper and, and there's my buff head on the back of there in Summer Bay. So, so you've got to start on home I've got to away. start. Well, technically, you know, like
1: I would have been loved to be in in, uh, in Alf's, um, you would, know. Do you know what Alf would have said? You know what Alf's famous saying is I'll get you to say, he's picked up the paper. Yeah, Irene, I'll have a cup of coffee. Thanks, love. And then he sees his picture of Box's head. What would he say? Strike the flamin' Crows! <laughs> <laughs> Stand the flamin' Crows! Who's this, is this, is this is ugly this, bloke playing this for the buffet. Seagulls? Yeah, yeah. Well, although
3: one one Seagull did did get the uh, be a River Boy on Home and Away. Michael Chapman, Chappy, oh, did yes. he really? Chappo was a River Boy that for dog. for a couple of years. Great yeah. bloke, Chappo. Great yeah. bloke, good bloke.
1: Well, there you go. You never know. Now, also these days too, uh, Sydney University Business School. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, that's, um, mate, that's been a work in progress over a number of years. Last year here at Manly, I started studying and I was just doing one subject a semester and getting towards the end of it. So I'm getting a, a Master of Commerce. I'll be finished by the end of next year at this rate. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty excited about it. It's really helped me in my career um, after footy, like everything I've been learning, I've been able to put into practice and yeah, it's all worked well so far.
1: One final question. Master of Commerce. You come out, you're looking for a new job. Manly's, say, for instance, Manly's looking for a CEO, which can occur every couple of years. <laughs> if you were appointed CEO of Manly, what would be the first thing you do? What would what be the changes you make? I'd, I'd sack you. Oh, That'd be you the very f- much. My <laughs> I was going to say, do I get a it, pay rise? He'd no, make no. me
2: captain of the social club and we'd all go to the pub. I think we'd do pretty well with that. You, right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Get the team well, together, uh, give them some beers. Yeah, well,
1: go. I wasn't getting the answer <laughs> I was hoping for, but uh, thanks, No, George. I wouldn't sack you. i would give you a promotion. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Coffee I'll give boy. you your
3: own show. Oh, you've got your own show, don't We're you? doing all right.
1: Because <laughs> hey, I might be replaced. It might be the Boxy and Georgie show. If
3: I'm CEO, I can do that. You can. Come on. Well, look, mate,
1: uh, you know, look, we've run out of time, unfortunately, but, mate, the fans wanted to hear more from you. Bring great to have you back. Uh, good luck with No Limit Boxing. Good luck still with your university. Maybe one day we may see you in administration role at the Seagulls. Boxy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have this great man with us. He always gives his time for the Eagles, doesn't he?
2: Always gives his time. Great man, gentleman of the game, and uh, great to have him on board. Thanks again, Georgie.
3: Thanks, guys. I love being involved with the Seagulls, and I will continue to for uh, as long as I live.
0: This has been the Golden Eagles Podcast, presented by Wormald and recorded in the studios of Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Seagulls on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Seagulls podcast channel shows, head to seagulls.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII Live Media production for the Manly Raringa Seagulls official podcast channel. Thank you